With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Castrol Edge can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $36.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. I am back here on the program, everybody, and we got a lot to talk about here today. And uh, a lot more exciting things in my head, although we can talk about that later. It is Wednesday, and that means tonight it is AEW Dynamite. They're still in California. They're in Sacramento. We got six matches announced for the show tonight, including for the AEW TNT title. Wardlow will be defending against Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs is from the Bay Area, which is a little bit south of Sacramento. But he is facing a man who is very, very angry because his car got broken into and everything was stolen, including his TNT tire. So we'll talk about the full lineup for the show tonight. We have got the MLW lawsuit. They did refile. They had until uh, they had until Monday to refile, and they did. So uh, we'll tell you what's going on there. We have a full lineup for WrestleMania at this point. We've got, uh, looks like, eight matches, and uh, these will be split between two nights. And we'll find out what matches are on what night as things go on. We do know a couple of them because of things that people have said. we got uh, another pay-per-view coming up, Backlash, which has now been booked for May 6th in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And so you'll never guess who the host of that show is going to be. We've got raw ratings for Monday night with the return of John Cena, which did not do nearly as well as SmackDown with the return of John Cena. And yes, while I did not get to personally do the world-famous Raw report, I do get to do the world-famous NXT TV report today. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Your tie line's kind of acting up. I may have to have you switch channels. Oh, okay. But uh, we got a lot of news to get into here today. I'm going to tell you this, everybody, because this is a business. If you want the whole story about why I got no hair right now, you got to listen to the Brian Vinny show last night. 
Spent good eight, ten minutes on it. But the short version is, I thought I was really clever yesterday, spoofing Vince McMahon for his mustache and his jet black hair. And so I might have painted on a mustache. And perhaps, because I do not want to dye my hair black, I got a cover-up. They called it a temporary dye. Mm-hmm. That was designed to be sprayed into the part of your hair to just cover up the roots. And perhaps it was not designed to paint your entire head black. And uh, suffice to say, it uh, it didn't come out. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why did you have that product uh, in uh, range to grab to begin with, Brian? Why didn't I what? Have the what in what? What are you talking about? Where did you have that? Why was it just sitting around the house? Have you been touching it up after all these years? I bought it yesterday before the show. In fact, if you want to find out exactly what I was in the store buying it, and this is an irony that nobody knows. So yesterday I told Mike that, uh, you know, him and Filthy guys want to do the show, whatever. But I have got to be on uh, to talk about Vince's mustache. And so if you recall, Mike, I told you, that I was going to start the show, and then uh, and then you guys could go from there. Yes. But if you uh, scroll back in your text messages, mm-hmm. uh, it would be at exactly 11.38 a.m. Pacific, which was 2.38 Eastern. That's when I came up with the idea and stopped at the Rite Aid. And in fact, do you remember what I texted you ironically? <laughs> Change of plant. Yes. Yeah, plans change when yes, even when you pretend imperative. to be Vince McMahon. It was imperative that I started the show. You made sure to say Well, because I didn't know if I had everything done on time. <laughs> and I wanted to sneak in like Vince oh. snuck in. So, yeah, I got a jet black uh, root touch-up. I sprayed it all over my head. And, uh, you know, it's supposed to wa- it, was supposed to, it said it would wash out after w- one shampoo. Last one shampoo, it said. Wrong. And after, and this, you know, sometimes I exaggerate and everything like that, but I'm not kidding. I put shampoo in and washed it out eight times, and nothing had changed. I couldn't get my fingers through my hair, nothing. And I decided I was going to wait, you know, six hours or so and try it again. I tried washing with shampoo. I tried washing with soap. I tried washing with uh, uh, Dawn dish soap. Dish detergent, yeah. Nothing. Oh. And this guy this guy goes, why not just leave it black? Because it wasn't the color that was the issue. It was that it's not the stuff that the, the cover-up is not like a dye, okay? What it is is some substance, okay? And the substance would not wash out of my hair. Some goo. Yeah, it was it was literally goo. And like I tried to, you know, go like this and then my fingers are stuck. I I to like so at that point, it was like, I just got to shave my head. I got to shave it all out of my head. Oh, and I man. thought I thought I was going to be cue ball, like totally bald. But I managed to get it down to a number two, and the stuff was all out. Now, so, is your scalp at any point on your head there, is it is it dyed? Or is it just your hair? I don't think so. I mean, I can see my scalp, so the stuff's all out of it. Golly. So anyway... Vince, once again, gets the last laugh on me. It is like constant suffering 
Yeah, I had pictures too, and I would like try to put my hands in my hair, and then I had like you know black goo all over my fingers. It was bad. Oh man! Now, at any point during your time as Vince, did you get the urge to harass anybody or sign any NDAs? Well, thankfully, I, I you know I, I got out of the skies immediately. I was going to sneak in with my shirt off and do the full Vince McMahon walk, but I thought we might be booted out of uh, off of Twitch if I did something like that. So, didn't happen. Down but anyway, on nips on Twitch. Anyway, Damn shame. If you want if you want more, you can listen to the Brian Vitti show last night. But uh, tonight we got to talk about news. And my Sean. my head is not news. Okay. Yes, Vince's mustache and his jet black hair was news, but my head is not news. <laughs> so Sacramento tonight. Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs for the TNT title. Jericho, Sammy, and Daniel Garcia versus Top Flight and AR Fox. Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal for the Atlantic title. Moxley and Claudio versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Sky Blue versus Ruby Soho at a promo from the Hangman. Now, as noted in the opening segment, on Twitter Tuesday evening, Wardlow shared a video of his rental car, which had been broken into... Everything in the car was stolen, including his gear and the TNT title. He said, well, thanks to the person who broke into my rental car, and uh, they took absolutely everything from me, he said. My TNT title, my ring gear, my boots, my whole life in those bags. I don't know if that means I'll have to beat the stuffing out of Hobbs in these clothes I'm wearing right now. But one way or another, I'm going to make it to Sacramento, and we're going to get this done. Whoever did this better thank God I didn't catch you in the act. Your jaw would be as shattered as this glass is. So he's mad. And I guess we'll find out what they do on... Uh... You know, if I had to guess, I've been pushing for Hobbs to win the title for, like, forever. But I don't think it's happening tonight because they just put the title on Wardlow. And my my feeling as to why this is being booked this way is that, yes, he's not winning the title. Yes, he's not winning the belt in Sacramento. But he got the big win in his hometown. He's getting the big push in his hometown. He will lose the match in the end, but he got all of that other stuff. That's what I figure is going to happen here. I mean, I would be, you know. But why is fine it so necessary to have a title match? Why is it necessary? Yeah, because, because the match have... he won was to give him a title match. But That's it wasn't. Why the next match that Wardlow had or it wasn't the next thing that he had to do he could get a big win over somebody tonight look dominant have the crowd go crazy for it you know he can do something diabolical and there you go and he can you know challenge Wardlow that way why are we rushing into having to have that title match on this dynamite because I'm sure they want to sell tickets because he's he's somewhat local I guess, but you couldn't put him against somebody else, any other name on the roster, and sell a ticket for it. It's got to be a TNT title match. Well, I was. I'll say this. I was I'll, baffled I'll, on, on the uh, Cow Palace show that he was on the show, but he wrestled for like 10 seconds, and he was gone. I, I will laugh if, you know, the, his music hits tonight and he walks out in Wardlow's gear in the TNT title because he was the one who broke into Wardlow's car. Actually, that would be uh, quite the little angle right there, but don't think it's happened. MLW refiled. The final day they could amend their lawsuit. They did that Monday. It was filed in uh, San Jose again, which I thought they weren't going to be able to file in San Jose, but they did. Calling it predatory conduct, MLW is continuing to claim WWE is impeding their ability to compete in the licensing of its programming for distribution on streaming services, continues to threaten to deprive MLW 
of its ability to license its programming for distribution on cable. They claim they are, quote, at risk of the business being irreparably destroyed. And so, you know, you know how these things are written. In a naked attempt to restrain competition through the abuse of its market power, WWE, through Paul Levesque, its then-executive vice president, called MSG to insist MSG canceled the show with a ring of honor in New Japan. Unable to resist the pressure from the industry behemoth, MSG succumbed and withdrew from the Ring of Honor agreement and canceled the Ring of Honor show. While Sinclair threatened to sue MSG over the agreement, the show was rescheduled. ROH and New Japan were forced to incur significant legal expense to vindicate their legal rights and to defend against WWE's anti-competitive behavior. So uh, it is unknown, it says, when the court will make their next ruling. Original lawsuit was filed in January of 2022. And we'll be back in a moment to talk of this. Plenty more. Right, Dom? Wrestling Observer Live. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma. Delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style, the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. With new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date 
Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Like Semper BB, also WrestlingObserver.com. So, WrestleMania's coming up. Here are the matches thus far for this show. We have uh, Roman Reigns against Cody Rhodes for all the belts. We have Charlotte against Rhea for the women's title, SmackDown. Bianca versus Asuka for the Raw women's title. We have Austin Theory against John Cena for the U.S. title. Man, that's segment Monday. Holy smokes. We have got... Oh, you're over there. Right? I don't know. Am I? Yeah, you are. All right, we got uh, Gunther defending against somebody. Brock Lesnar will be facing Omos. Can't wait for that one. And uh, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Monday, they did a challenge and set up Trish Stratus, Becky Lynch... And Lita versus Damage Control, which is Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. And originally, there was going to be a women's tag team title match at WrestleMania, but currently the women's tag team champions are in this six person. So either there's going to be a title change where Becky and Lita lose the tag titles to somebody, and then we set up a title match for Mania, or that's not going to happen. My guess is, since we have uh, about a month left, that is what's going to happen. Because it doesn't make sense to tie up the tag titles in a six-person when you have two nights of WrestleMania. And right now we have eight matches. That's one night of WrestleMania. These these current matches will be split between both nights. But the point is, eight matches on one show, eight matches on another show. We have eight more matches that we need. So I presume there's going to be a tag title change. But uh, well, you know what makes the most sense there is to have Ronda and Shayna win the belts and then defend them against Tegan Knox, which who is one of Triple H's favorites. She is somebody that has had so many injuries and so much in her path to even get to this point where she could be at a WrestleMania, and Natalia as her partner, who is a WrestleMania stalwart every year, getting on the card. So. That would make the most sense to actually have some functionality with those titles and to get all of those names I just mentioned on the card. And then, as noted, we have got the Backlash show, May 6th, from Coliseo de Puerto Rico, Jose Miguel, something or other. It's in San Juan. It is the home of Bad Bunny. So he will be hosting the show, whatever that means. And uh, it'll, be, out. it'll be his first appearance since the 2022 Royal Rumble. And uh, he said, in 2005, when I was a kid, God, ouch. That's the year I started all of this. This, Not even the whole thing, just the website. The other thing was, was a decade before that. In 2005, when I was a kid, mm. I was not able to attend New Year's Revolution at El Coliseo. Finally, 18 years later, WWE returned to the island with a massive event. And this time, I won't miss it. So, uh, there you go. 
is that 35 years this year since Bruiser Brody? Is that my math right with 88 there? So it has been a long time, and I've been watching some of those WWC shows that are on WAP on, on Saturdays and Sundays, and that is a scene that needs as much help as it can get. Now, obviously, economically, structurally, that place, Puerto Rico, is... You know, they got bigger concerns than wrestling, but it ought to be interesting to see exactly what it's like. And frankly, I'm interested to see exactly what WWE does in the week leading up to the event, because obviously they like being involved in these big events. They like, again, getting themselves in and doing a bunch of charitable works and things like that. I'd like to see what they actually do for the people of Puerto Rico to put on that show. Alrighty, the raw ratings from uh, Monday... So this was a return of John Cena. You guys remember when uh, John Cena returned at that SmackDown show? Showed great. John Cena really moves those numbers. But they didn't really do that this time. So the Raw show built around appearances by both John Cena and Logan Paul. They were trying to get all of the uh, alleged, you know, big marquee names there. Raw, 1.83 million viewers, 0.52 in 18 to 49. And uh, the hourly numbers, it opened at 1.89 million, which is not great. The good news is it didn't really drop a lot throughout the show. 1.89 million first hour, 1.86 million second hour, and they held to a 1.74 million third hour. Which my guess is when Cena was out there, it went way up and then went way down. But it averaged 1.74 million viewers. So uh, it was just, you know, it was just a number. But, you know, as we've mentioned before, this goes for both AEW and WWE. Everybody gets all fixated on the average viewership number for the show. But we got to talk about the cable charts. And, you know... Sometimes people go, ah, it's not about, it is about 1849 because there's a cable chart and that's how the shows are ranked. So if it were about something else, they would rank them by something else. If it were about the number of people that just watch the show, it'd be ranked by that. It's not, it's 18 to 49. And they were first on cable and they weren't just first on cable. They were first on cable by a wide margin with uh, Below Deck doing a .27 and Tucker Carlson doing a .27. They both did a point two seven is two and three. Raw did a point five two. So, you know, that's great. That's all there is to say about it. So why it was down, why John Cena didn't move numbers like he has before, I don't know. Let me ask maybe, you a question. Maybe people knew he was showing up to see theory. <laughs> maybe that was it too, but our plus three and plus seven, I mean, obviously it's a thing, it's important to a much lesser degree, but plus three I would think is relatively important because wouldn't broadcasters and ad people, you know, the, the ones who are buying commercials and all that, wouldn't they actually be happy within three days of you checking out well, the product and, and being up on it? Is that a number they, they care about? I don't think they care that much about it because, let's be honest, if you record Raw on Monday and then you decide you're going to watch it on Wednesday. I mean, you ain't you know, sitting there watching those commercials, dude. You're skipping through the commercials. Well, that's true. That's and, true. And you know the other thing, too. I mean, listen, here's the other thing about plus three. You know, when, it, when a show like Raw does a point five two, and then, you know, second place and third place are doing what they do, point two seven. I mean, your plus three ain't going to make much, much of a difference. No. And, you know, everyone has a plus three. 
And I would think that for the most part, the plus threes are all similar, with the exception of, you know, if there's a sporting event. I mean, if there's a big game, I mean, no one's skipping the game and then watching it three days later. I mean, that's why that's why sports are DVR-proof, which they're not. Yeah. So anything that's not a sport, I mean, your plus threes are all probably going to be relatively the same. It's not going to make a big difference uh, in in the cable charts or the... Overall, I just wonder yeah. about that sometimes with Rampage where it's like, I wonder if people like three days later, or even like if they hear really good matches on there, but it's like, I don't have the time to get to it or the rest of the show wasn't that good or whatever it was. I wonder, it's like, do people go back around to it if they hear that that Takeshita, I know it was on Dark, but let's just say Takeshita Jack Cartwheel, you know, you heard that match was that good. At some point, do they even go back around to it or is it just once a four days happens it might as well be gone well it happens because we have gotten plus three numbers before and there are people that watch the show on a significant delay and you know tony khan in the in the media deal on uh sunday you know he was talking about that one pay-per-view remember that one pay-per-view that went like well over four hours and there was like a game, and they were waiting for the game to end before they put the big matches out there. Yeah, and so it ended up going really long. NBA playoffs, and it, you know, yeah. His theory was, well, there might be people watching the game, and then you know, if we save the big matches till the game is over, we might get a bunch of late buys. So he claims that that happened. You know, not like you know a hundred thousand, but it did make a difference. And so, you know, if there is a, a if there's word of mouth for a great match on a on an AEW show or you know a Raw show or whatever, people will go back and watch it. But it's not really in numbers that are going to make like a substantial difference. I mean, you have a core audience that is watching Raw, that is watching AEW, and that is definitely watching Rampage. You got a core audience, okay? And the key is, you know, for a wrestling company. If you're running for AEW, for example, I mean, yeah, you can get some extra people plus three, but what you want is for the people to be invested in your angle so they'll actually buy the pay-per-view. For WWE, it's less important because they're on Peacock. It's like, you know, you're not asking them to spend $40 or $50 or whatever an AEW pay-per-view is. And, you know, the one thing that we've also learned from the AEW pay-per-views is that whether they have a big number or a small number for a go-home show that really does not have a massive bearing on how the pay-per-view is going to do. Your pay-per-view is going to be purchased by your hardcores. So if your show does 800,000 or it does 1.2 million, you know, all of those extra people above 800,000, they may not be buying the pay-per-view at all. Your your goal is to convince the people under 800,000 to buy that pay-per-view. And apparently they they did it because this this weekend show apparently did better than full gear. That's what the early numbers showed. So there you go. This isn't really related, but I'm interested to know what exactly Reels would have gotten on Peacock. I wonder if Peacock goes out and actually gives a number or touts how great it did streaming-wise or something like that. I'm interested to see if there's anything about that at all, because if you were to click into Peacock when you have the channels, at least for the weekend, it was towards the top. Now they've knocked it down a, a lot lower, and they're pushing their own stuff. But I'm wondering how that did. I'm also wondering if anybody did watch our M&E MLW commercials getting through. Back in a moment with more Observer Live.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Let's go. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating up to eight passengers. Yeah. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. So listen, I have an honest man. This was a good show, this NXT show. Had some good wrestling some really good wrestling, and you know it wasn't perfect. A couple of things were a little weird. Couldn't have started off any better. Hey, this Tony D'Angelo Dijak no, Jailhouse Street Tiffany fight. Tiffany Stratton did the. God, come uh, on. Who cares about that? Golly, dude. Nerd. Come on, it's 2022. You can't be salivating over these ladies. Tony D'Angelo and Dijak in a Jailhouse Street fight was a great match. Although, you know what my new most hated thing in wrestling is? Get a chair thrown in your face? I don't like to talk about these fans. Aye. But goddamn these stupid fans. Stop <laughs> chanting for tables in matches where yes! dudes are killing each other oh. with far more violent things. John Moxley has got barbed wire wrapped around his hand. He's got a fork. By the way, you guys should watch that match. You should watch how he uses that fork, okay? And he's he's jabbing this guy, bust puncturing him and busting him open and scratching him and all this stuff. And these fans are chanting, "We want, we want tables. tables." And it was the same thing in this match. Like they're using chairs, they're hitting these hard slams on the floor. They're using all these gimmicks, and these fans are like, "We want, we want tables. tables." Like get out of here, you geeks. Mm. So anyway, the wrestling was real good. They took hard bumps. Dijek always does crazy stuff. Poor Stax. This Stax tries to get involved. He gets killed here. He tries to get involved. He gets killed there. Tries to get involved. And then, you know, at the end, Dijak is going to slam the door on Tony. But 
Old Stacks, what a loyal friend. He, he throws his body between the door and the in the cage. He just gets squished again, this poor guy. And uh, finally, as he gets booted in the crowd, uh, Tony ends up... Uh, he hits Dijak with a series of crowbar shots, which is a lot worse than a wood table. And he throws him in the cell, and he locks the door, and he wins. Dude, all I want in wrestling is... If you advertise a stipulation, bro, just give it to me. And they advertise a jailhouse street fight. And, brother, you couldn't ask for more on NXT. Very good opening match. Yes. Then Roxanne did a promo. And uh, she's going to walk in a stand and deliver as champion. She's going to beat Miko tonight. Then we had the latest and the greatest current storyline in wrestling. So, the Fornicator has offered to go talk to Kiana. Because things just haven't been the same since Fallon screwed everything up on Valentine's Day. So he goes to meet her in her office, her strange office. And there's a big Valentine's bouquet of flowers on the desk. And he goes, you know, old Brooks just hasn't been the same since Valentine's Day. But man, look at those flowers he got you. Man, look at that. And he takes the card and she grabs the card. She hurriedly puts it away. And he says, she goes, he has such a big heart. Who could not love him? And Briggs says, listen, all I got are Fallon and, and the Virgin. I just want him to be happy. Kiana says, you know, I've been really busy lately, but I just want to make this right. Briggs said, man, the Virgin, he's terrified of making a mistake around you. She goes, yeah, wow, I appreciate this. I appreciate you coming in. I'm going to go give him a call. Let me write it down on my thing. And off he goes. And, you know, it wasn't subtle. But they're also not treating you like an idiot. Who sent these flowers? They were not sent by the Virgin. We'll get back to that. Gallus cuts a promo on Pretty Deadly. And Pretty Deadly shows up in the crow's nest. Gallus wants to fight. Pretty Deadly doesn't want to fight. And I'm sitting there and I'm just going, wait a second. Pretty Deadly wanted the tag titles. Now Gallus is offering them a match, but they won't take... Like, what's happening? Then it's explained, Pretty Deadly only wants to fight Gallus if the titles are on the line. And so, I guess we just have to wait for Gallus to put these damn titles on the line, because otherwise we're just spinning around in circles, like this poor virgin. We had a very wacky Lyra Valkyra segment. She's speaking WWE... Mumbo Jumbo, she wants a title shot. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, Ilya Dragunov vows to break the will of JD McDonough. Then we had a fun match, dude. Ron Breaker and the Creeds against Jinder Mahal and Indu Share. This match was fun. Mm -hmm. They're just they show Dragon Lee out there, by the way. He's there, he waves, everybody's got his mask on, he's Dragon Lee. So they brawled over the place early. The Creeds, first they're just throwing these big dudes all over. Big suplex, big suplex. These giant dudes bail outside. All three of the babyface, including Braun Breaker, giant flip dives to the outside. I'm like, holy smokes. They get some heat during the break. Then it breaks down into a six-way brawl. Creed's double-team veer. Brutus hits him with the Brutus bomb. They get the pin. That was a good match. That was fun. Ball. That's, that's what Vic Joseph called it, butterball, and then uh, adjusted it to the Brutus ball. But, yeah, that was... 
That is what I want to see. And look, Indushare needs to get better as a team because they just need experience. The Creeds are naturals at this. Them on the main roster one day, again, you know, it's a long way off, but it's nice to think about. Then we had A-Train, all concerned about Shawn Michaels going out for Grayson's show here. But Shawn says, I think I got it. So, dude, I got to give these guys credit. And actually, I don't know if I should give them credit or if I should just talk about how beloved Johnny Gargano is. So, Grayson Waller's out there with Shawn Michaels. And, you know, they're going back and forth, and they're talking about bread, and you won't give me a shot. And you know what I liked about it is Grayson goes, dude, I'm the biggest star here. I got so much potential. I just can't get a break from you. And, you know, I hated this because, you know, in, in storyline, it's like, what are you talking about, dude? But Sean Michaels. You're hosting a show. Sean Michaels flat out says, like, the exact same thing I said on this podcast. He goes, dude, what are you talking about? You got a championship match in a steel cage at Valentine's Destruction or whatever, and you lost. So what's your problem? You had your opportunity, and you were a loser. Yeah, we 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 screwed you. You got screwed in that match. We got you a match inside of a steel cage. You lost. That's how it goes. And so now Grayson's mad because the dude's right. And then, you know, he says, you only are in this position because your friend Hunter had a heart attack. And Sean says, well, listen, my friend asked me to do this, and I did. And now I'm here, and this is my deal. So what do you want to do about it? And so finally, you know, Grayson challenges him to a match at Stand and Deliver. He challenges Shawn Michaels to a match at Stand and Deliver. And Shawn takes off his jacket, and then he goes, you know what? Everybody, including the best in the world, because he's referring to Brian Danielson, who wanted a match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, and Shawn wouldn't do it. He goes, everybody, including the best in the world, has challenged me to this dream match at Mania. He goes, it's been, you know, a decade or whatever. They backed the truck up to my house. I know the guy by name. It ain't happening. Nothing would thrill me more than to face you and stand and deliver. But there is somebody here who will whip your ass. They want to whip your ass a lot more than I do. And so Johnny Gargano's music hits. And listen, on paper, you are teasing the return of Shawn Michaels, okay, you're flat out challenging this guy to a match. And on on paper, he's going to say, no, Johnny Gargano is going to face you. This sounds like something the fans might not accept. But boy, they hit Johnny's music, and these fans went nuts for this guy. They were not let down. They were so happy to see Johnny wrestling back. He comes out, and they're going crazy. And uh, and he accepts, and so they're doing that match. Now, everybody here is saying, oh, look at that. Vince shows up at Raw, now Johnny's on NXT. I don't know, I don't know all of the details, okay? But this match for this show had been planned for a long time. Long before a mustachioed Vince McMahon returned, it has nothing to do with Vince being back. This was always their plan. Ever since, you know, Grayson Waller started going nuts on Shawn Michaels, all the way back to then, the idea had been Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller at the show. So I know everyone's you know thinking what, man? it ha- 
It had to be because your channel sucks. But anyway, yes. <laughs> Say, look, as long as there's a Triple H, there's probably going to be a Johnny Gargano and a Tommaso Ciampa. So I think people should be happy about that and actually think about that sometimes. He's not getting buried. And look, even if that's the case, look at it this way. Triple H knew enough and they did enough where he comes down on Wednesday where, hey, he is going to be cheered. He's not going to be made fun of on commentary or any of that sort of stuff. So, you know, good play to them. Yeah, we're going to have to figure out your tie line, dude. I know, man. All here. I know. Just got to reset this thing. Uh, then we had uh, Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane, just their first match right here on TV. And it was there. And the babyface won. And then J.C. beat her up afterwards. And we've seen this a million times in WWE. The babyface gets their revenge, but then they get attacked. And now I'm supposed to care about seeing them get their revenge. I, I already saw it. So, anyway. Fallon meets with Brooks, Fallon Henley, and she's apologizing about Valentine's Day. And, you know, Brooks says, hey, listen, I'm sorry it took me so long to get over this. The Virgin, I should mention, I should call him the Virgin because you guys know what I'm talking about. The Virgin's all, I, you know, I forgive you. I'm feeling better now. So then Briggs shows up. He goes, he goes talk to Kiana, but man, those flowers you got, are they look great. And Brooks kind of gets a look on his face. And he goes, ah, I don't care about what's on the desk. What'd she say? And he goes, she's going to call you. And right then the phone rings. And the Virgin's all excited. He picks it up. It's Fallon. And he, he goes running off in excitement. And after he leaves, Fallon looks at the fornicator. And she goes, I knew it. He didn't get her those flowers. Who got her the flowers? And then Briggs, poor Briggs, goes, Damn it, Fallon. I hate to admit it, but you were right. What are we going to do about it? And she says, Don't worry. I have a plan. Ron Breaker comes out, sets up the match with Carmelo Hayes at the uh, at the show, and uh, we'll go over all the details, different shows. But the point is, even though they've been doing this thing where we're supposed to believe that the fans have turned on Ron Breaker, now they've like totally dropped it. He's out there as a babyface. Carmelo's out there as a total babyface. They're both putting each other over. They're going to have a babyface match at the show for the title. And I guess we got some time to, you know, do whatever. Maybe Braun turns on him or whatever. But right now it's a babyface match. So there you go. Loser goes to WWE? Uh, that's That seems to be the scenario. I may have to mute you for a second. My ears are being blown out. I'll come back to you. Thea is meditating with Tyler Bate. He's trying to, you know, teach her how to not be afraid of, of, uh, of Ava. So they do the Andre Chase-Joe Gacy match. And it's a pretty good match. I mean, these guys are good workers, whatever you think about the gimmicks. And as, as uh, you know, the match is going on, Thea outside, all of a sudden she just gets all fired up. And she runs over, starts screaming at Ava, I'm not afraid of you, I'm not afraid of you. And then she's like, yeah, I, I conquered my fear. And she goes through the double five, high five to uh, Andre. And then, uh, boom, he gets pinned. So then later, they do a segment. And Thea's all excited. She goes, man, you guys... I, I conquered my fear. And Andre's like, yeah, you did. We need to get this Tyler back. And Duke Hudson looks at him and goes, dude, are we ignoring the fact that you just lost? He goes, dude, this, this, isn't, uh, this isn't a university. You know what this is? It's an embarrassment. It's a bunch of losers. And he storms off. And he's not wrong. Then we had El Isla Don and Alba Fire. They're doing witchcraft and talking about... Uh, Wrestling. Then we had a Wesley promo. There's another uh, deal next week. Open challenge. 
And then uh, Roxanne Miko Satamura. Man, they had a great match. They had a total Japanese-style match. Miko Satamura finally gets pinned. And then afterwards, she goes to raise Roxanne's hand. And it's 1995 after Roxanne got beaten up by some Marines outside a bar. She collapses. They bring everyone in. They're doing a post-concussion syndrome angle. At a mid-90s raw. Back in a moment, Observer Live. All right, we're back here on the show. Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike's going to reboot everything, and hopefully everything works out tomorrow because uh, I'm sure you guys probably started hearing that, especially in that third segment. Holy smokes, that was not good. But anyway, uh, we got a lot coming up tonight. It'll be uh, Wrestling Observer Radio for subscribers, both at WrestlingObserver.com for the audio, video, .f4wonline.com for video. And we will have the AW Dynamite show more on NXT, I'm sure more fallout from the pay-per-view on Sunday, and a look at all of the news. Uh, we did not have a Lance show this week. Uh, his wife uh, was in the hospital. She's doing well now, so that's good. Uh, but we'll uh, either reschedule this week or have it sometime, usual time next week. And since Filthy did double duty on Observer Live this week, uh, that was his uh, that was his work for the week. So uh, that's the update on all that. Last night's Brian and Vinny show, the post-WrestleMania 10 Raw. You guys ever watch the uh, post-WrestleMania Raws nowadays? Go back and watch the post-WrestleMania 10 Raw. Boy, was that... Uh, that was a different story. By the way, uh, when Lance was at the hospital yesterday, Lance is kind of like Don Callis sometimes. He just wants to be put over. You know, he had that uh, that issue last week. So he went to the hospital, and they went to check his, uh, just do a blood pressure checkup. And uh, his arm was way too big for the cuff. He was so muscular, they had to go get a specially, you know, special cuff. So he wanted that put out there. His 24-inch pythons, too big for the blood pressure gimmick. Last time I went, my arm was too small. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. 
Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 